Hello, welcome to In the Thick of It. I'm Hunter, and I just got out of an MRI. Uh, this week, I am joined by a very special guest, Jack. Oh yeah, hi, it's me, I'm here. As advertised last week on my post-car crash episode, I would. I am joined by... Jack, a.k.a. Scary Eyes Jack, a.k.a. I don't remember the rest of your usernames. Oh, it's okay, please, because I have a million of them. Please tell the people what who you are and what you do. Oh, hi. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Scary Eyes. My name is Jack. I am a fighting game player, uh, fighting game commentator, uh, shit poster, and a uh, general insane person extraordinaire who likes to paint themselves as a uh, renaissance individual. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, you offered to be on the podcast, like, literally as soon as I was asking for guests. Well, uh, I respect you enough to do a podcast with you. Well, I appreciate that, Jack. Plus, you well, have put up with uh, some dumb things I've said, so why not record some of the dumb things? <laughs> well, um, this is a, I've always described this as a hobbyist, general media, bullshit moron podcast. So, Jack, what have you been doing? Oh, so in the, in the past Man, couple what? weeks... Uh, I picked up Batman the Animated Series again because I wanted to watch a good Batman show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has delivered on all fronts. I forgot how amazing the art style is for the time, especially because since it's still in that mostly hand-drawn style, you get these beautiful background shots that are very art deco and noir. That's, With... that's Bruce Tim for you. But also, it's... Uh... You can just see what artists who does which cell was influenced by what style. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, yeah. And then playing a lot of Dota again because I've fallen off the horse. <laughs> and instead of getting ready for Combo Breaker, I have just uh, done nothing but shit posts. So we're, we're living the best life. Now, for those of you who don't know, Combo Breaker is a fighting game tournament in... Illinois? Yes. Chicago, Illinois, the 26th or 29th of May, every Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Chicago from... gets a Chicago gets a lot of fighting game tournaments. Uh, it helps that the scene is so deep there they have seven cad or seven like weeklies a week. That's fair. Like I go to Chicago and I'm pretty sure every day of the week I could play a fighting game or enter that's... a bracket. That's crazy. So it's a it's a really fun scene up there, and I love it. Plus, I get to make fun of Chicago people, so it's a win win. Um, I would have liked to gone this year, but too much. I just hit the fuck out of my mic. Uh, too much has <laughs> uh, been going on, unfortunately. Whoa. So Whoa. I wasn't able to make it. Part of that was because I went to the Creator Clash. This past weekend. Yeah, you were telling me about that. And uh, a friend of mine showed me Harley Mornstein's training videos. Yeah, he was uh, training up with Sam Hyde. That, sure. So, I'm going to be completely <laughs> 100 with you. I've only heard about Sam Hyde since I started talking to you and Sam more consistently. 
Before okay. that, he was never even a blip on my radar. So all I know is he said some things about some Jewish people once, and that's my extent of my knowledge. Okay, Sam Hyde is in... I don't know how we how everyone feels about iDubs. I let my feelings known, like, last week. I've seen his stuff. I've caught it, like, on occasion, still. Yeah. I don't agree with a lot of shit he's done in the past. I do think it's been somewhat evident that he's grown as a person. So, I mean... I don't know. I don't know the guy. The thing with iDubs, it's very... For me, as far as creators goes, like... I watched H3 a lot more instead of, like, iDubs and stuff like that, even mm-hmm. though they were closely related. So when a lot of the stuff about iDubs started coming out initially about some of the weird shit he was doing, I was like, kind of getting out of my specifically watching YouTube content creator phase of yeah. my life. And I was like, holy shit, I don't know what's going on, but y'all have fun with that. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can feel that. Um, but he has a documentary about Sam Hyde and I've said this, he's a, he's a pretty good documentary filmmaker. Oh yeah. Like I I, I won't lie. You don't, you don't keep being in the YouTube game at this point without having some sort of cinematography skills, especially for somebody who's been doing it as long as I dubs. But uh, the thing about Sam Hyde is that like he exists in this weird paradigm where he has said, said and done so much fucked up shit. You do not know if it's an act, and he it the, the unknown factor for me, just because of all I can't name a lot of the fucking dumb shit he's done, but like I don't fuck with him. Yeah, and it's why in Harley's like boxing videos, his family and like his business partners were all like, I don't know about you associating with him, dude. Yeah, like I mean, that, that I might get... be bad for you. Well, like, it's uh, it's the problem of, like, do you listen to the people who you trust, or do you go to somebody who offered you training, who literally built a training program specifically for you, and was like, it's hey, scary. I got this program, do you want it? It's scary that he's, like, a decent, like, boxing coach. I mean, everybody's got their hobbies. Um, but... Yeah, I went. I went to the events. Uh, I lived pretty close to it, truthfully. So yeah. that was a big reason why I went. Like this shit was in like, I'm a Florida boy. Um, if this shit was in Miami, I wouldn't have gone. Florida. But um, yeah, the spectacle was a lot of fun. Um, the crowd was super hot for everything. I mean, honestly. I think it helps that like. You get to watch people get punched into the head, and admittedly, it's a bunch of people that a lot of people want to get see punched in the head. Yeah, and you know, like, I have my issues with a lot of creators in this, in, like, the program, Mango <laughs> Raptor, but, like, I can't deny that all of them are brave for doing that. Yeah. Especially, like, some, one dude literally only had five weeks to train. Well, I mean, like, it's also not every day somebody's going to hit you up and is like, hey, dog, you want to box in a charity yeah. event? Like, I, I think mean, that's, like, that's, like, the big thing. Like, it's for charity, too, so I can't, like, you can't... <sighs> I mean, it's for charity, but at the same time, they're... 
there's a reason why other celebrity charity events always have like some degree of training beforehand, like a three month period yeah. out versus like, hey dog, you get four weeks to learn how to box from today, or you got five weeks to learn how to box. Like, yeah, and to be fair, uh, the majority of the competitors had like a lot of time to train. Yeah, it's just a lot of them were like someone like Internet Common Etiquette. Uh, so who like explain he, well, like, like I'm five. Well, like, if you're, well, like, uh, he's, like, a super nice guy, super fucking funny. Okay. Wasn't in the best of shape. So, and, like, even if you're only training to box since February, that's not, like, a super adequate amount of time. Yeah. If you're not, like, already in decent shape. Like, the guy he was boxing was fucking shredded. Oh, yeah. Granted, he was, like, a full, like, like three or four inches shorter than him. But, like, he was huge. So like, that, an which, absolute unit. Yeah, and, you know, again, credit to him for even doing the events, knowing that. Because, like, that, you know, like, that shows good character on his part that, like, he's willing to do that for a charity event. But well, it, he, it, his, it, fight was, his fight was also the only one, and I'm glad he did this, that wore, like, protective gear. I, I think that was a good call, and I think that was a really solid, uh... I think that was a really solid call just in general because if somebody would have gotten uh, injured during that, that would have been fucked That would have looked really bad. Yeah. Um, like, and, and you know, like, I'm going to be real, and I've made like a million tweets about it. I am so glad I got to watch Aaron Hansen get punched in the head. Every he single photo. Corn, he was wearing cornrows and it was really funny. I don't say this often, but there's a few images that I just love to see. <laughs> and people getting their lights knocked out is one of them, because I like combat sports. Now, to be fair, um, again, props to Raptor because did you see the difference between him and Harley? Dog, it was... It was like, it was, like, it was a full, like, four inches and a 63 pound weight difference that match showed why there needs to be weight classes in professional sports in general because like yeah it's a charity thing but holy fuck who okayed these two to go up against each other i'm glad about it but holy fuck who made that call and you know again props to ego raptor because he was somewhat a late addition he still agreed to get into a ring with someone who is much bigger than him yeah I don't like Ego Raptor. I think he's obnoxious. I think he's done a lot of bad shit in terms of video game criticism. He single-handedly helped set back like video game discourse for like the past 7 years like. And you know, there's a lot of other things you can bring up about him too, but I don't know I feel like it would also be somewhat hypocritical of me to bring it up considering I'm going to the iDubs boxing events considering what iDubs has said. I mean, so. I don't I don't disagree, but also at the same time, like, we are just outsiders looking into everything else. Yeah. So, especially but, me, because I didn't even know the career clash was happening until, like, you told me a month ago. But, you know, like, there, there are still creators in this that I really do like. Yeah. Like, I love the boys from Super Mega. Oh, Super um, Mega are great. I love Nathan Barnett, uh, Dad. I've never um, heard of that guy. Do you, do you know Keith Apicary? 
Hunter, I'm going to be completely honest with you. You are just saying words to me right now. Well, like Keith, well, I'm surprised because Keith, like Nathan Barnett and Keith Apicary, that's like old head YouTube. That's like 07. He's been around uh, for a long time. I started getting into the game at like 08, but I was on like the Haiga page and uh, Phil DeFranco uh, more so. Oh, you weren't you weren't a screw attack guy. Uh, I didn't like, become a screw attack screw guy till like 2012. Okay, so. yeah, because uh, he that's where he's like seen a lot of. He's also done like a bunch of commercials. He's okay. I've respected him for a long time. Yeah, because I was a. Uh, I also watched Giant Bomb more so than Screw Tech because Giant Bomb appealed. Gotcha. Well, I when I was in middle school, I wanted to like write about games because I was like, oh, this is a burgeoning industry, and everybody's like, no, it isn't, you nerd. Ha, jokes on them, fuckers. Uh, <laughs> But uh, um, Giant Bomb had that had something that ScrewTag didn't have, which was like a web page, a good web page. ScrewTag got got in that a little late, unfortunately. Well, but, I mean, um, it was a it was a hard market at the time because you had you had Giant Bomb, you had a PC Gamer, and you had IGN, and like if you, you couldn't had, get on one of those three, you were fucked for the longest game trail. Game Trailers was another big one. Oh, I forgot about Game Trailers because that's where AVGN was. Oh yeah, it was because uh, game trailers had that, and I think uh, Destructoid was where uh, they were hosting. Hey, Ash, what you playing? Yeah, yeah, it was. But, but um, but yeah, no, big fan of him. I like. I did a thing. Michael Reeves. There's a bunch of people in here that I, you know, yeah, person like you know biases with the person holding it aside, and those feelings are completely valid. And I will admit, I did feel a little weird, like, you know, because, you know, iDub's controversial dude. We all know that. Yeah. I mean, you can't, was sti- you can't say can't... specific things without expecting that sort of response. Yeah, but I I won't lie. Like, the event was super fun. Like, I really enjoyed it. I'm, um, I'm glad everything actually, went well. There were actually a few fights that were legitimately good. And I think if some of the YouTubers in this in the the event like keep up with the training, they could be pretty damn good boxers. I'm um, really happy to see that these admittedly really dumb events like YouTube boxing have helped cause a resurgence for boxing because I think it's a beautiful sport that just has yeah. gotten pushed to the wayside because of MMA. So it's coming back, and I'm really happy about it. And you know, a lot of people would argue that like. Oh, the creator clash probably is taking the piss out of boxing a little bit. I don't necessarily agree because a lot of those dudes make like legitimate lifestyle changes. Yeah. To get ready for this event. Like they took it pretty seriously. Well, I mean, like it's the it's the ultimate ideal, right? Like you get to get in shape, but you get to get in shape and then flex on people and like, damn dog, I'm in shape check it out and then you get to get punched in the head like dog that's just a midwest punk show but like you get paid to do it yeah like a lot both like uh, (laughs) matt ryan from super mega said that they're sticking with it because ryan lost like 35 pounds and matt gained like 20 and it's all healthy weight too which is the most important thing yeah yeah so i think i think it has the potential to do like a lot of good i'm glad that Legitimately, I think I'm pretty glad that, like, iDubs has kind of moved away from the edgy, like, YouTuber horseshit. 
Well, like it's yeah, like Jo like Joji. Yeah, actually. well, like Joji, but like it helps too because it's like it's the it's the conundrum of either not growing up and continuing to be the same person you were, which is like very easy to fall into, especially with YouTube culture. And that's where you had the Logan Paul incidents. That's where you had the Jake Paul incidents. Yeah, but like a lot of them are now realizing like the people that they appealed to and were like their devoted fans have grown up and dog like i'm 27 i'm not trying to hear like i'm not trying to hear piss humor like i'll take i'll take poop humor but i'm not trying to hear piss humor at like 27 yeah yeah i agree like and i'm glad they're making these changes because idoves i think has the potential to actually transition to a good cinematography career and -hmm. this has shown more than anything that he can and now with, like, the Creator Clash, he has the potential to hold, like, really big events for, like, decent causes. Oh, yeah. And honestly, so, like, fuck it. Use your use your power for something, and that's a good fucking way to do it, so. It's legit funny that this whole event got brought out because Rice Gum was a pussy. I mean... No joke. It, it, <laughs> there's nothing uh, there's nothing that's a bigger flex on people than being like a hey, dog i'm gonna throw an event and it's gonna be so good people are gonna be like damn dog you fucked up yeah that's that's i think that's beautiful in a way it's honestly it, it's one of the most beautiful things that can happen in anything ever but like, yeah yeah oh sorry no no sorry. no i, I have nothing else to add yeah i'm good well well but yeah, Creator Clash, very fun event, very very entertaining. If it's held in Florida again, I I'd probably I'm probably gonna go. I, I think it's fun. But let's let's move on to the big topic. Well, let's my, let's finish it out. What's your Dave Meltzer score for Creator Clash? You know, <laughs> uh, well I'm not I'm not gonna do any half stars in this bitch. Um, I'm going to say a four out of five because there were some, not for the live feed, but definitely in the crowd, there were some technical issues because we couldn't hear a lot of the, uh, the, uh, in-person interviews. Yeah. Like I completely missed out Matt Watson's, um, interview, like pre-fight interview. So, which sucks. By the way, poor Matt Watson, dude got knocked, dude got a TKO'd in 22 seconds. Somebody's got to take the dive, man. Somebody's got to have the bad fight of the night or the, the or the well, quickest knockout, and he did well, it. The sad, <laughs> the sad part was that it was the first fight. How else are you going to get a crowd hot? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, think about it this way though. At least you don't have to sit there for like an hour to two hours to three hours and be like, "Oh yes, yeah, my time to fight. It's my time to fight," and then you get knocked down twenty two seconds. That's that's fair. That's like, fair. Just you're knocked out, out 22 seconds, first match of the night. Cool. Guess what? You get to have the celebratory beer and carbs that you've been holding out on for the past, like, <laughs> months. Look at That's, you. You, yeah. get to eat the, you get to eat bread. You get to eat the thing that Harley hasn't been able to eat in fucking you, four months. You know what's funny? You know who he immediately challenged after that? Who? Louis Cruikshank. Do you know who that is? I do not. That's Fred. Dude, I want to see that. That's. I think that's even. I think that's a dead even fight. I, I think that's perfect. Fred emerges from the tomb he's been hiding in for the past. 
He still does stuff. He does? Yeah, he's a he's a daily vlogger, actually. No shit. He's just, he's just living. He sold the Fred channel, and he doesn't regret it. Like, he just... Good he's for just him. living, dude. Good for Hell him. Hell yeah. It's very hard to break away from characters once you've been doing them for so long, and him and Joji, like, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Oh my god, especially Joji. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, uh, I love Joji to death, but like, oh jeez, I'm so happy that he's not that guy anymore. Part of me I wishes for it, other part, but then I'm like, nah, let the man have his peace. Yeah, let him let him do what he wants to do now. Let him get his e-girls now, let him get his moment of vindication. Let, yeah, let, make, let him make his sad boy music, it's all good. Let him, uh, let him make music for the homies in Stone Island. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack... There was a conversation you and I had to cut short last night. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Jack and I are very big wrestling fans. Going strong since 97, baby. And a lot of shit has happened All in right. the past 24 hours. All right. <sighs> Let's just get to it. So I'm going to start this with a quote I heard from... Everybody's favorite introduction to wrestling YouTuber, Brian Zane. Oh, baby. All right. Let's hear it. He said, and uh, actually, I'm going to pull up the quote so I don't misquote him. So that way no one tries to fact check me later. (laughs) Because I have been on a microphone enough times to know, check yourself first. Uh, So... Here we go. Uh, da, 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 Chris Hero nonsense, because I love Chris Hero. Here we go. A professional fulfills their contra- contractual obligations, dot, dot, dot. But more importantly, a professional knows their worth. Yep. And yep, I, I agree. Now, Jack, what is that? Who is that referring to? Sasha Banks and Naomi, the current only decent tag team keeping the roster afloat right now for the women's tag team division, in my opinion, and I say this with my whole chest because holy fuck, the women's division is floundering right now. Yeah, like who else is there? There's like, it, it Becky Lynch and like Charlotte. Team. No one else because they got rid of Riot Squad. They got rid well, of. Well, there's Asuka. There's Asuka, but Asuka's a singles wrestler, not a doubles. Very, very fair. Very fair. You have no women's tag teams that have their own tag team name their own tag team gimmick and you have and you throw these tag teams together so you can play either hot potato with the belt or build up for yet another bad storyline and the initial reports were sasha banks and naomi the women's tag team champions were unhappy with creative decisions that were being made so they threw the belts at John Laurinaitis and said, we're out, and decided to take off from the Raw live taping yesterday. One could say they took their ball and they went home. Which, honestly, good for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, they recognize their, their power, they recognize their potential, especially Sasha Banks, who admittedly, yeah, she hasn't had many TV deals as far as, like, other TV shows have gone, but she's shown that she can do other things besides wrestling. Yeah, like, she was, like, I, the fact that she got Disney money. 
She, she got, got Disney uh, she got money. Mandalorian. Yeah. How the fuck you going to get Star Wars money and your your entire main occupation still is like uh, tag team champion, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And immediately, like poor Corey Graves. I know he didn't want to do this. So but... Corey Graves start... took the best lessons from Michael Cole. You eat shit, you grin and realize that you can say whatever the fuck you want later. Yeah, but... Yeah, but, like, ah... They they made him read a bad script. That was... Here's the thing. Ever since they decided to... WWE has a history of trying to punish people live on TV. And the mm-hmm. fact that they made Corey Graves, who not only came up in the system with them... In the NXT system, the Dusty system, like, and you're going to look at them and go, you got to be the one to break this. Michael ain't doing it. We can't get Byron Saxon to do it. You're doing it because you're the main guy now. It's heartbreaking. It's it's vindictive. It's it's awful. And, and it's got Vince written all over it. And the, apparently, I need to double check this myself. WWE has not posted a thing. No, no, they have. They have. Never mind. They posted the uh, the black page with the white text on it, where but... they they literally told so much on themselves with it because you do not put out something like that unless you are about to have some shit come out out about you. Yeah. And it's just, and the fucking, a lot of people are being kind of clownish right now. And it's what you expect. You've got people who, you have people on both sides of the coin right now looking at this and going, how can we either voice our support or show we're headasses? Or, uh, yeah, like, I, it breaks my heart to say this because I, I have to imagine he's better than this. My boy. Matt Cardona? Matt Cardona. I saw that tweet. I saw it while getting a burger today. I... He made a joke. Uh, It was a... It's the the legendary image of him him being pushed off by Kane. Oh, the end of his career. Yeah, and there were two (laughs) ways... There were two ways he could have taken this. The first way, if I could go back in time... I would have done what Sasha did today and stop this from happening. I respect her for that. That's a tweet in solidarity. Because like even yeah. though he did it, he wishes he could have done what she did. What did he tweet instead? He tweeted again it breaks my heart cuz he's my guy. If I could go back in time, the night I was pushed off the stage in a wheelchair on Raw, I should have walked into Johnny Ace's office, placed my neck brace on the table, and walked out because I wasn't being respected enough as internet champion. Matthew. Matt Cardona is... Kind of stupid. I get it. He's like the independent wrestling heel right now. 
he's like, not not shoots like I and I have to imagine this wasn't a malicious tweet because I don't know if it is. My issue it's... my issue with this is Matt took a second, found the image, composed the entire thing, hit send, and was like, "Yeah, B, this works out perfect. This is a good idea to send that." This'll get a good laugh. You can't make jokes about who is still the number one wrestling powerhouse in the world. Treating somebody unfairly like that. When you yourself literally went through the same thing and go, lol, I was just trying to get a rise. You can't do that right now. Like, No, no. Because mm. it brings up another point of why it's an issue right now is... You had the same shit happen with Punk. You had the same issues happen with Danielson. It's the Mustafa Ali situation again. All three of them walked out or tried to walk out. But now because it's also Sasha Banks and Naomi, it's an issue because how dare a female wrestler do that as well. Yeah, and you know what amazes me the most about the Matt Cardona tweet? What's that? He hasn't deleted it yet, and he got quote retweeted by fucking CM Punk. Who fucking went in? And that's why I love Punk, because Punk doesn't have the time for the bullshit of that kind of stuff anymore, which is why I'm glad he's very much still grumpy old man, but grumpy old man that loves wrestling again, Punk, these days. Again, this makes me mad. Because everything that I've seen from Matt Cardona, like outside of the, his stupid, like his heel work on Twitter, which is very grating, he's a he seems like a decent guy. He, he's just a dude that loves wrestling and loves to collect action figures. He's just somebody's like Midwest dad who's from the East Coast. That's it. Yeah, and so like I, he either needs to just delete the fucking tweet already. It's been seven hours. Or, like, apologize for this, because, like, it ain't a good look, dude. It's not a good look, and it's very telling that, like, dog, this ain't, like, you can make a copy pasta about a lot of stuff in wrestling, but, like, people walking out on their jobs ain't really that funny. Yeah, like, Like, and again, I'm saying this as a fan of Matt, because I love his work. I think he's definitely found the career flourish that he's needed for so much of his career on the independence and i think that he's finally be being comfortable being a wrestler again after being the only person to ever work superstars 72 weeks in a row but he's burning his goodwill with this i mean it's what happens when you decided that you want your wwe heel persona in the indies to affect your twitter as well like it's an old it's an old school early Twitter way of thinking for how wrestlers used to handle themselves and it's getting his ass chewed out. Kayfabe is dead, brother. You gotta stick it to when you're actually doing matches, not like this. Let the let the video promos be the character. Don't let your Twitter be the character. Cause like I wanna keep supporting this guy. Yeah. Because I, lo- I love, like, his work. I love Matt Cardona. Like, there's a lot of shit that he's in that I'm a huge fan of. Even in WWE, I was he... a huge fan. But, like, he's got to he's, he's gotta chill out. He's got to stop being so corny. 
he's trying to bring back a style of wrestling that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I'm sure, hopefully, he'll learn from this. I mean, he but... has to because, like... I mean, admittedly, he's Matt Cardona. He'll still get booked regardless of what happens with whatever shit he says. But, like, he's... A lot of wrestling promoters don't play that shit anymore. If you're gonna bring, like, no. bad shit towards anybody's uh, promotion, nobody wants you around. Like, for goodness sakes, like, the, the shit that, like... Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I... Again, like, Matt Cardona's done a lot of decent stuff. Like, even outside the ring, like, he has his own toy line, and, like... He pays the re- his, like the licensed wrestlers like very well. Yeah, he he's, so like it's the Chris Jericho he, problem because Chris Jericho does a ton of good shit too. But then you listen to him talk, it's like, oh, you're the dumbest motherfucker I've ever heard. Like he's gotta he's gotta reel it in. He has and to. Like, like I want to continue to be a fan of his. I like, do too. Honestly, I genuinely do because. I don't think anyone's doing something as specific as Cardona right now on the scene. Yeah. But it just sucks because he's letting his... He's letting what he's doing get in the way of expanding his fan base. And I don't mean that in a, he has to change to get more fans. I mean, like, literally play the character in the video highlights. Leave your Twitter for not being a douchebag. Yeah. That's what Instagram's for. But, yeah, but, you know, enough about Matt. Enough about making me sad in one way. Let's uh, go back to <laughs> being sad in a different way with Sasha and Naomi. So Sasha I don't, and Naomi. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to get fired. I think Vince has to play ball. He cannot afford to lose Sasha. I agree. Period. Sasha is still or Naomi. Sorry, I don't like. I don't mean to downplay Naomi either. I don't mean to but... downplay Naomi either. Naomi was consistently one of the few. Naomi came in and put work when they didn't have many other people who would come in and put in work. Yeah, like Naomi she, she, has. She was one of the early standouts with like the early like. 2010 Divas, because she started out as a Funkadactyl. Yeah, she? she was a Funkadactyl with Brodus Clay, and Oy. oof, you know your career's dead when they give you the dancing gimmick. Yeah. But, but like, I think Naomi could, could grow in popularity if she went somewhere else, because like, I think she's good enough to go at least to stardom. Or not stardom, but like, uh, Shimmer. I think she could go to stardom in, like, a year. Yeah, I don't... Because, like, it feels like she's always being held back in WWE. Like, I'm remembering her dog shit storyline with, uh... What's her name? Sonya Deville? Yeah, Sonya Deville. Where she kept getting fucked over with, like, barely any comeuppance on Sonya's part. That's, like, that's ridiculous and like i was looking on twitter all the time to when that was happening like yeah. it was not getting received well well why would you write two good storylines at once when you only got room for like one actual storytelling match on tv and one piss break match on tv for the women's division 
for a th- for what like a three hour show that's ridiculous and that's what I'm saying so long have we're past the days of the four horsemen we're in the post four horsewomen world WWE could show they can write women's wrestling and they can do it really well and now they're at a point where they're just like we don't want to do that anymore that's enough diversity for today yeah like they they won't this is a continuing problem with WWE in general where they refuse to build new stars either organically or even period. They're still like, holding on to the fact that like, well, our ruthless aggression stars are still here. Like, look at Randy Orton, guys. John Cena comes back once every once in a while. Guys, remember those guys? Hey, we got Brock Lesnar. He's doing more than two pay-per-views a year. It's ridiculous. Why build up Brock Lesnar when he's gonna have a when he's gonna be pissy here in like three months anyway with his contract? It, yeah, like and like and now, oh my God, Vince is about to get real like hardcore fucked because Roman's got his foot out the door. When you give, they've built Roman for ten years at this point. They've and been building fought, but... Roman since he was in NXT and he came on and William Regal introduced him and he was in a suit and tie. But like, it's not, it's only within the past two years where he's finally found like his natural groove. And now he's about to leave. And who the fuck does Vince have? He has now Cody. He but you're building Cody's narrative not around Cody, but about Dusty. Yeah. And I don't doubt that Cody's storylines aren't going to get better because there is no reason why Vince should even think about fucking with Cody. Well, I mean, Cody has done something that nobody else has done. He's been able to... He's let me correct myself. He's been able to do something that nobody else has been able to do since Corey Graves, and that's get his independent, independent quotation marks, music to be his main music. Punk had to fight for that. Corey Graves yeah. came in with it already set that way, and now Cody has. It's but like outside of him, because Cody is a natural star. He's a perfect fit for WWE. But I the think narrative he's... they're building is wrong for him. I think that we're going to move past that, past that after we're done with Rollins, honestly. And they should because, honestly, I don't see Rollins winning that feud. They want to build Cody. They no. want Cody. They're going to make Cody a star. Cody, Cody's literally on the center of the poster for Hell in a Cell. He ain't losing that match. Okay, but they also teased Ultimate Warrior for a Halloween Havoc, and then I don't think he went over that Havoc. I still don't think Cody's going to lose, which is bad for Rollins, but... Okay, but what does Rollins uh, lose in this situation? You have what has been the most consistent WWE guy from... I mean, yeah, true. Like, the man's just Triple H 2.0, but without the quad tears and the tear... Actually, no, he has had some pretty shite booking. But when you have him lose three times, even... Like, even if he wins this, Homeboy still lost twice to Cody. Like, on pay-per-view. 
So, well, how dare how, how dare you get how dare you get our one of our number one women's talents pregnant, Seth Rollins? This is your punishment. Yeah. I yeah. As dumb as that sounds, I could genuinely hear Vince saying that. I can see that. I can see that big time because, like, almost immediately after that was the fucking like Rey Mysterio eye gouging. Yep. Oh Lord, do I not miss pandemic era wrestling? Okay, I miss um, the empty arena shows before they started doing the dumb shit because there was. I love the three sixteen day clip of Steve Austin going <laughs> hell yeah and Byron that was Saxton. Them ha- yeah, that was them having fun with it. It was every single because I remember I had Friday Night SmackDown only because I didn't have cable. I had bunny ears and tannas. Shows you how up with the times I am. I would watch Friday Night SmackDown every Friday because it was at least something to do. And I would sit there and it was like watching Tim and Eric, but for wrestling fans. <laughs> Like it gave us the play- it gave us the Firefly Playhouse shit. F- I'm fine. Pandemic wrestling was saved with that alone. No, yeah, that's. <laughs> that's but it's just like okay, yeah, but whatever. Like Cody, I'm sure. Like no matter who wins this Hell in a Cell match, Cody and Rollins have to separate. They have Get to get them away. Also, do like, something else. why are we doing the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view in May? Why aren't we doing it in October like how we used to do it? I don't know. Like, why are we building a gimmick that's entire thing is violence in a month where, like, violence and spooky shit? Because remember, Hell in a Cell used to be the October pay-per-view marquee event. Next to that, that Nashley Massaro true. being like, I'm on Playboy. R.I.P. But, okay... Uh, who else do they have? They have Seth Rollins. They have Rey Mysterio, who isn't going to be in the main event because he wants to tag with Dominic right now. And honestly, uh, apparently, apparently he's trying to get separated from that. Really? I, I've heard rumors that they're talking about separating Dominic and Rey, which I can't. I can barely name you like times where them being on TV together has mattered. Because they've just been getting brutalized by fucking Veermon. Yeah. I, Which, I, I've i heard Veermon's decent. Veermon's okay. Like, I've got no complaints. But that's what you're doing with Ray. Look, you've got the license to the mask. You've got the mask money like, right now. Like, I guess. He's still, like, honestly, sometimes, like, that might be the play. And it just sucks because you're wasting probably one of the best talents who was going through a really good part of his career before you re-signed him. But at the same time, at least his son's going to get, you know, at least his son's getting a decent paycheck right now. Yeah, very true. I mean, I I don't think he's got the same charisma as Ray had when he was Ray's age, but that's also me just being semantic and an asshole, so... Yeah, like, he's still young. Like, he's early 20s. Yeah, but he has... He still has plenty of time. He has his time to find his groove, but, like, I wish... I wish, personally, he would have spent some time elsewhere before just being exclusively WWE. Also, it's almost like WWE has a developmental show. 
oh man, what if we actually develop talent on there instead of you know, hey, you're uh, Rey Mysterio's kid. How's your uh, how's your ring pre- your ring fundamentals? Not great. On TV in three weeks. You're fighting Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. Like, I don't know. Like, WWE, my whole point with all of this, they need to develop stars, but they also need to develop stars that people want to see. Fuck Austin Theory. Fuck Austin Theory. Hardcore, that dude. Oh, I fucking hate that the, dude. If the only way you can get that, that toothy grin motherfucker over is by pairing him with Vince you've done something wrong do you remember when they started pushing him he stole the egg yeah he stole the the fucking egg oh my god why and that's not even mentioning all the other shitty shit he's done oh god there's there's a lot to go into with Austin Theory. There's a lot to go into with a lot of people. I'm not fucking keen on Matt Riddle either. Oh, don't get me wrong. Matt Riddle, I used to like that dude because I thought he had a really cool gimmick and he was on a bunch of PWG shit. And, Same here. And then when all this shit started coming out and Matt Riddle's first response was, yo, fuck the person who said that about me, that's when I knew, yo, fuck Matt Riddle. Which is why he's a main eventer now with Randy Orton. Oh, it's okay. That push is going to die when Randy wants to go solo again in about whenever he wants. Yeah. Although, you know, apparently, apparently, hey, you know what? I don't think anyone was happier on planet Earth than him and fucking Randy when uh, WWE said that weed was allowed the... in, in their programming again. Which I'm, I'm honestly wondering if those two had something to do with it. I find it funny because you got rid of who was probably your hottest talent at the time in 06. The man who probably yep. could have saved 06 from being the worst year since 1995 for wrestling. This will always hurt. Rob Van Dam, And they go, oh, you got caught with Sabu with weed? Time to punish you and kill your career faster than you can say working velocity till your contract expires. Which, by the way, he was actually taking the fall for Sabu. Yeah. Which, oh, that makes it that makes it even worse. But at the same time, I think Rob Van Dam has a story about potential that will never be truly shown. And it nope. sucks because he is—he was one of the most genuinely talented person on any one of the rosters he's ever been on, no matter he's what point pretty, of his career he's in. He's a pretty cool dude, too. Hell yeah. Battle Creek, Michigan, local boy. Yep. It's, uh, it's a fucking shame. Wrestling, wrestling is very, like, if it hasn't made, like, if we haven't made this clear, what with talking bad about wrestlers we even like and like the companies that we watch and pay attention to wrestling is very frustrating as a fan but, especially if you're in the know but god damn it if it's good it's fantastic it really is and sometimes i've kind of i have to relearn this like every so often sometimes a wrestler you like is a fucking moron and you got to accept it 
sometimes, dude. The hardest one like, for me was Chris Jericho. That that one that one hit pretty bad. That one hurt. Um MJ like MJF right now, uh he's defending Nash Carter. So the Nash Carter because... thing hits home even more because I used to hang out with people who hung out with Nash Carter. He was a he was an he was wrestling in high school when I was wrestling in high school, so he I and I knew the that. same people. Huh? I don't talk I about my oh, high school career gotcha. that often. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. I mean, but like you know, MJF, you know, he's defending him with. Like, I I genuinely don't want to go too deep into the Nash Carter thing. The Nash Carter thing has a lot of layers to it, and I'm still trying to process the first layer of it. So. Yeah, but but like a, a lot of people are mad at MJF because of that. Like, it's it's a whole fucking thing. Like, well, we had this, we had the same exact things happening two years ago with everything that came out after the Hanakamura situation. Yeah, which um, yeah. I loved Hanakamura because I was really into Joshi at the time. I thought mm-hmm. she was a great act. She had a great presentation. She came from a lineage that was a good lineage for for wrestling just in general. And then it turned out, oh, hey, look, all her friends turned out to be shitty people. <sighs> so fuck Will Ospreay for one. Yeah, fuck Will Ospreay. Fuck forever fuck Will Ospreay. Damn, dog, you did your finisher on me, and I did a super huge sell for it, and I'm gonna kick out at one now. <laughs> well, man, you don't need to look strong. I'm gonna win this match anyway, because I booked the show. <sighs> I I promise wrestling is good. Let's I, talk I about promise. some really good wrestling. Let's talk about Hangman Page CM Punk coming up. Yes, May 29th, baby! I'm gonna be in Chicago for that. Oh, you're going to the show. No, I'm going to be uh, at Combo Breaker. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sure there will be a watch party. There's oh, like a uh, big crossover with fighting game and wrestling. Games, uh, a couple people have already stated they're bringing projectors to the venue to set up to stream the show. Fuck yeah, dude. Which, honestly... That'll be a great, oh, that'll be a great environment to watch that in. Dog, the crowds are already so hot as it is at wrestling events, at fighting game events anyway, so you put some live wrestling in front of all of them. Oh... Oh, I'm real excited. Let me tell you. Like, you you got you guys got to keep in mind like they're like the intersection between these two are insane. AEW literally has it's about to wrap up, but they have a shirt line with in collaboration with Street Fighter. It goes deep. Like some of the earliest videos from Austin Creed's wonderful YouTube channel, Up Up Down Down, were the wrestlers playing Street Fighter Four. In the backstage area. And that was how they and, got their start. And that's not even, like, not even counting, like, literally most of Kenny Omega's entire independent catalog. Yep. Like. The double Hadoken, the V-Shift, the V-Trigger, all that shit is just Street Fighter. Cody literally being in the ad for, no, not Cody. <laughs> Uh, Kenny being in the ad for Cody in Street Fighter Five, yep, playing him like it's it it runs pretty fucking deep. I love man. how the new generation of wrestlers are 
unashamed of their video game habits because like i remember reading the wwf magazine when they had to drag it out of the rock that he was playing tekken 2 it's i'm glad i'm very very happy that people are more open about it now well you had nick mondo even in the early 2000s who who uh he had the diving foot stomp and it was uh the m night he called it the m bison cycle crusher double foot stomp like I, that shit goes I think, deep. I think Rey Mysterio had a big part of it in it because of his comic book themed gear. I mean that, and on top of it, get that like, get that money. Like just showing, yeah, like just showing that like it's like it's okay to show like you're a fan of this kind of stuff through your work. Yeah, because that if you do that, it'll resonate with a group of fans even more. Like, it's like, nice to see people, like, love, love things, and that's one of the best cases of showing people, showing why people love things, and it's great. Like, I, I think a big portion of, uh, of a lot of casual audiences, like, fondness for the New Day are their fantastic ring gear outfits. I mean, let's not forget the, uh, the WrestleMania where they showed up in Saiyan gear. Yep, or when they were, like, Final Fantasy fourteen job classes. Which was phenomenal. The, uh, the Sonic gear is a personal favorite of mine. The Sonic gear is solid. Um, the, oh my god, the, when, uh, Kofi and, uh, Woods with the Mortal Kombat and the Power Ranger oh, outfits. Oh, those were so good. Those, those, they were real nice. Uh, bit of a deep cut, Zelina Vega in her uh, her Vega costume for the Women's Royal yeah. Rumble one year. Yeah, that looked great. Or uh, that, oh my god, like literally all of uh, Tanahashi's ring gear. Tanahashi like, the... being a playable character in like every Tekken game now because they're just like, hey, can we put Tanahashi's costume in this game? Yeah, sure. Fuck it, let's do it. Like, uh, if, if for those who don't know, uh, is it uh hiroshi tanahashi hiroshi tanahashi hiroshi tanahashi i always forget his uh first name i apologize it's all good but he he's a massive fan of the japanese uh tokusatsu show common rider he loves almost almost all of his gear is is themed around common rider it's pretty awesome and it looks beautiful it is. So like it's it's awesome that wrestlers are able to actually show their fandom, like it, it, like oh my god, like especially with like again like fighting games, like that one year with CEO and AEW. Oh man, it was. I didn't get to go to the show because I didn't have enough money on hand to go to the show because it was. A, I didn't either. It was a twenty dollar ticket, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. Somebody was even like, yo, I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? Oh no, it's all good. I'm just gonna drink and play in uh jabali land i will always regret that i'm so mad because while that was going on i was playing a halo 2 setup that somebody set up in jabali land and somebody threw up behind me oh god so i'm sitting there playing blackout uh team swat and this motherfucker has the ears to go and i'm just like you mother fucker and (laughs) But now they're they're making figures out of Kenny and the Bucks' gear from that show. It prints money. Like, 
it's it's awesome, and I'm so glad that like, oh my god, you're gonna have a fucking blast. Oh, I'm so excited for Forbidden Door, dude. I'm so excited I... for AEW Double or Nothing live via via projector in a Chicago ballroom with a bunch of drunk fighting game players. That's gonna be so fucking good. You might you might actually see a friend of mine there. Oh yeah, I won't. I won't name drop them. I'll tell you after this. Yeah, just DM uh, it to me. Yeah. Um but oh my god, I need to go to Combo Breaker. It's it's years. my favorite event I go to every year that I'm able to. That's a big NRS place. Uh Chicago's huge for NRS because Midway used to be in Chicago. Very yeah. So that's they used fair. to do all the old MK location tests within Chicago arcades, so it built a really cool NRS scene within Chicago. It used to be a big, uh, I don't know if it still is, but Combo Breaker was, like, the home of Killer Instinct. It still like, is. KI oh, got, like, 200-something entrance this year. Oh, thank you, God. That makes me so happy. Oh, I love KI. Oh, I miss it. I miss it. I've, I literally have no excuse as to why I don't always play it but i i miss playing killer instinct i just like hitting the hasako buttons i just think she's neat oh i play combo oh that makes sense my 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 guy combo and rash rash is rash is really cool i like the idea of an eight-way mix-up that he has (laughs) i think that is neat i love that game shame we're never getting another killer instinct ever at least until they want to re- make another one to keep the license from expiring. Maybe, but like I think, I think they fumbled it too much at the start with like the free to play shit. I don't think they fumbled it. I think they just made some bad decisions, deciding to be like eight character roster. Yeah, like you you can't do that in a modern fighting game and expect people to be happy, especially considering the fact that like. Yeah, if you want to push a free-to-play game, that's cool, but don't make the characters that people want to play not included in the rotation. Yeah, it's... Like... it's It sucks. Like, the only thing I will give League credit for is realizing that they need to have at least two heroes people want to play in every single free rotation. Mm-hmm. Not so, just one. Not just one that's going to get insta-picked and you're sitting there with your fucking four other characters that are you don't want to play. I don't think free to play works with a fighting game in that way. I don't. It's why I'm looking forward to uh I got invited to the closed beta of multiverses. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I um, I think it will be I, a good Smash clone. I just hope that they don't do the thing where they pump 2 million into tournaments to start off with and then forget about the game. So my I so what I was going to say is that I know that game's going to be free to play. Yeah, I think because here, here, here's here's my thought process. Every character should be free. Cosmetics, cosmetics should be the one where you charge people. This is where Dota got it right. The cosmetics are what people want. Yes, yeah, I completely agree. And I the, just do cosmetics, cosmetics only. If you're doing free to play, make everybody free to play. And if you do have characters, make them unlockable with free currency, but don't make it a slog to play your game. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Final Fantasy fourteen also gets it right in this regard, where they go, hey, we know you're not always going to be playing this game. Take your time. 
take a break, come back, it's going to be here for you. Yeah. I think free-to-play can... If free-to-play starts embracing that ideology with free-to-play game development, they will actually get people to want to play the game more. I think the the big benefit of, like, a lot of, like, free-to-play, like, evolving as, like, a service for games is that we're starting to see what works and what doesn't in a free-to-play context. Like, Fall Guys... I really like Fall Guys, but I, I only played it because I got it for free on PlayStation Plus. Same. I I never bought that game. I got my 17 wins in the first month, and I said, cool, this game's great, and I haven't played it since, but I know if I want to play it, I can just download it, and I will immediately get into a match. But now, next month, Fall Guys is going free to play. And I think that is how it should have been from the start for that game. I and don't now, disagree, however, I'm fine with it being that way, because you also gotta remember, that dev did not expect them to get that much love. No, but then but then when they got that much love, it kind of just, it has a steady player base. Like, I'm not, like, let's not be facetious here. Yeah. A lot of people still play Fall Guys. I love Fall but, Guys. But I love, I love it too. I've even bought a few cosmetics, because I like the game. Same. But the... But I think it being twenty dollars, when it, I think it hurt it, truthfully. It's so I think I think it going free to play now is going to make that game a much bigger success player wise. Oh yeah, because it's the same thing with Rocket League. Rocket League used to be like fifteen bucks, and then when they went free to play, it's still like top three played in the world at any given point. Yeah, it blows my mind how many people play Rocket League. And at, I, we should know that both of those games, I think they ended up going free-to-play because they got bought by Epic. I think, I'm not sure, and I don't really want to look that up right now. Because TBH... Well, they bo- they're, they're both getting... They're bo- they both get added in Fortnite a lot. I mean, but Fortnite will put anything in as long as it isn't Ruby. I mean, true. But I do. I do think legitimately. <laughs> I do think legitimately, like they are both owned by Epic Games. But I think they are. But also, I don't. Let me check that real quick because you know what? Might as well. Well, uh, Fall Guys for sure. No, uh, that, Fall Game... It's being removed. It's being removed from Steam. Really? Yeah. That that's the bad part. I think. Because it used to be a Devolver published game, so they must have paid pretty penny for that license. Then. They, they did, they did, which is interesting. But uh, I know the devs. I'm like I think the de- I've heard the devs were okay with it. I maybe it seems like yeah. So I don't know, but if the game is able to flourish, I don't see the issue of them going free to play. Because I think Fall Guys will, is definitely going to work better in that environment. Well, Fall Guys also had another big uh, contribution to its success, and that is the Battle Pass was free. Yes, and I genuinely hope that sticks. I think it will because I don't think you can make something like that. Uh... That would get backlash. Not only would get that get backlash, that can kill a player base. 
Yeah, like it, like. Ugh, yeah, that's that's true. You level up fast in that battle pass too, so I don't I don't see them making it a payable thing. Well, it helps that it's like what forty levels, and you get a full level just by completing a match nine times out of ten. You don't even have to more. win; you just have to get to like the semifinal. Yeah, more or less. So, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens, but like, but like I'm glad we're seeing that evolution of free to play happening, seeing what works and what doesn't. I don't know where fighting games are, fit in this really. That's why I'm kind of interested in seeing how Multiverses handles it. Well, like the thing is, we've already seen how it's handled because Brawlhalla. But aren't all those characters basically the same? The characters are the same. The weapon movesets are not. Okay. So the way it works is you have two weapons per character. Usually a big heavy Sweeney weapon and like a ranged weapon. The problem is, like, as of the last time I played this, so do... So I may have missed a step or two since then. The last time I played it, there were like five or six heavy or like melee weapons and like five like two to four ranged options now admittedly that number has probably grown in the past five years since the last time i played it but that's the way that game works and i think it's cool that it works that way but the problem is brawlhalla also has the issue of being in my opinion a flash game on steroids. <laughs> I mean, the art style. Like, I, I'm glad it, they yeah, do what they it, do. It is the game's also hella accessible. You can play that game on any single thing you own, both computer and hardware, and like controller wise. But it looks like something that would go in the same category of Stick Fight 4 or Super Flash Brothers. It has a lot of DLC, too. Oh, man, they've crossed over with, like, Avatar. They've crossed over with TMNT, I think. They've crossed over... WWE. They've done WWE. They've done... They just did Street Fighter, I think. They've crossed over with a lot of stuff. Like, that's, that in itself should be, like, noted for just the licensing potential that that game had and prove that if you put something in the game, people will buy it. Also, it helps that they have, like, a million-dollar prize pool, so, like... Oh, yeah, that's right. They do support a lot of <laughs> games. That's uh, I mean, not games, tournaments. Like, I mean, the Brawlhalla tournament, the first and only Brawlhalla tournament I I even almost got out of pools of, I never played the game before. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) I ended up going, like, four and two because half my pool didn't show up and it was a free entry and they're just like, by the way, first place is, like, more money than you'll know what to do with. I'm like, fuck it, $1,000, sign me up. Uh... But yeah, like, the fact that they were doing that for a free tournament shows me that, like, that game's gonna have a longevity to it. It's gonna carve out a niche. Yeah, they care. Yeah. It just sucks that that same niche is in a a category that has Smash in it. 
Yeah. Uh, but that's also comparing want... apples to uh, flash animation oranges. Yeah, like I think a, I think a, a lot of Smash styled games have this issue where, by a fan base, they're either unwelcomed or they're unfairly labeled as the Smash Killer. Well, like uh, this is happening it. since like. This has been happening since, like, KO, like, Art of Fighting 3 and shit. People want to build a narrative that, like, the next game that comes out is going to be so much better than this other game. But the thing is, like, games are meant to be different so you can enjoy a wide variety of them. Yeah, things can be different, but, like, and they can exist in the same realm, but then you get kids... But then the Smash community comes along and is like, no, it only has to be one game and one game only. That game has to have Mario and Luigi in it. Even though think, nobody plays Mario or Luigi. I feel like it's beginning more exasperate. Well, people play Luigi. That grab throw loop is still, still goes hard. Hey, I don't but disagree. The, with, I feel like it's just beginning like, exasperated like recently. Well, you and have... I'm gonna, I will name a specific game. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I think that game the, is really cool. It's very cool. I really like that game. I, I just bought the fucking DLC for it. I think that like, game is like, really fucking good. cool. But the problem is that when it was like getting ready to come out, everyone was labeling, it, "Oh, it's the Smash Killer. It has rollback. It has wave dashing." And the devs were like, "Ha ha. Uh, uh it's, it's we're just making a good game here." <laughs> well, then it came out and then all of Smash like Twitter and the all night circles like, Oh, this game's dead, bro. Really fell off, bro. Like where's where's the player base on Steam, bro? Little Jimmy is not playing fucking the Nick game on Steam, dude. Little That's Jimmy's playing game. it with his friends on the Switch at like three PM after school. Like the people who want that game to be like the people who are saying that are also the type of people who have said Oh, yeah, I've dedicated my entire life to Melee. Oh, yeah, what's your best tournament placing? Oh, well, like, I praise, like, 44th in my region, but we have 50 people, so, you know, I'm not too bad. Where's your region? Bumfuck Kentucky. <laughs> it's... Like, congratulations, you're the 44th best player in a part of the country that also has three really good Melee players. Congratulations. Like, you gotta let these games breathe. And, like, the... The friggin' devs behind it. Because it's Ludosity. They also made, um... What's that game's name? Is it... It's not Brawl Out. Uh, let me Google that for you. Slap City. Slap City. They made Slap City. Oh, Slap City goes hard. Yeah, it's, it's by the same guys. And... They they said in a recent interview, like, hey, please don't say Smash Killer. Please. Because, like, that... Like, even if our game, like, isn't at, like, as good as Smash, or, like, it, even if we have different, like, features that Smash doesn't have, like, good netcode... Yeah. Like, it sets an unrealistic expectation. And then when it doesn't meet everything, because, like, Nick All-Star Brawl is very janky. It doesn't have voice acting. It's very, it's a bit too loose. It's... But, but like, 
uh, it makes people think like, oh man, this game actually sucks. Well, like the thing is, you have a player base who's been addicted to having. They want everything to have a storyline to it. Every new platform fighter that comes out, oh, it's gotta be a Smash Killer. Every new, uh, every new uh, person that comes up and beats like somebody of someone no name, oh, this person's the next OD. They want to build a narrative because everything has to have a narrative attached to it. Things can't happen organically. It has to be a storyline. It's just... It's annoying, and it's detrimental to not only, like, the games themselves, but the friggin' communities. Yeah, it's... And that's the reason why people are perpetually exacerbated with the Smash community. It's just... It's exhausting. It's exhausting to be around. And it sucks because, yeah, Nickelodeon is jank. Guess what? It's still fucking fun. It's really fun. And it's dirty, too. Everybody's like, oh, there's no good Kosoge games out anymore. Or, oh, there's no good poverty games. Nickelodeon's a great poverty game. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Like, you play... Bro, play Leonardo in that game and tell me that that game isn't fun. Or or fucked up and weird like that like oh my god, like it's 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 perfect. It's a perfect game for the for the kid who grew up and wanted to see Nickelodeon characters fight, but the best they got was Battle for Volcano Island. <laughs> oh Lord, you're welcome for that. Oh, I haven't I haven't thought about that game in a while. Um, I was more of a Nicktoons Unite person myself. Ooh, good choice, good choice. <laughs> very solid, very solid. Um, hey, bo- both in that game and in Nicktoons All-Star Brawl, Danny Phantom's the guy. Danny Phantom's really cool. I just thought about um, how you could actually have an entire Smash-themed tournament that doesn't have Smash games at it now, because there's enough alternative smash games out there to actually build an entire roster yeah you can play uh you can play the kung fu panda one uh legendary Uh, i'm gonna look at it because it's in my playstation library because i want to give this name correctly because holy shit it's a great game the the kung fu panda one rivals of aether rivals of aether um nicktoons Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion XL. Mmm. That that's going in the Kusoge lot. <laughs> I will take that Kusoge lot. That 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 game's a little too fucked up for me for my <laughs> It's it is a game that came out before before people actually understood what they needed to do to make a good Smash clone. But uh, there's that. There's multiverses. Multiverses is gonna get tournament play. Like I can already see it happening. I can already hear the commentary for it. I can see it, but it, WB needs to let them support it, and they need to help cultivate that community. So I think WB will understand that pretty well because if there's one thing I've gotten from WB, they're pretty, pretty decent on the game side of things. Yeah, well, it, when it comes to their fighting games, I've noticed uh, they're pretty solid. Like they have the ESL stuff. They have Mortal the ESL Kombat stuff. And Justice. 
And I think they've learned a lot from doing the ESL stuff for Mortal Kombat to understand what they need to do to make a game stay popular. Plus, yeah. the nice thing about multiverses is is the entire WB catalog. They're not limiting themselves on anything. It's anything they can pro- they've produced, which means that it's a literal case of anyone can get in. And I think I'm... that's a really good thing to keep a game alive, because at least that way, you always have one big surprise under your belt. You know, I'm surprised there's no Mortal Kombat character. I think they want to keep that separate for a little bit, plus I think Netherrealm has specific rights to things. Maybe, maybe, but I can still see I can still see Scorpion sneaking in at some point. I don't disagree with that. However, I think uh, only only Scorpion. I think no. they want to wait a little bit before they start doing other video game characters because so far it's been a lot of animation characters, and I'm fine with that. I yeah, I think that's fair. I I can see Scorpion. Oh, you know what? I can see Scorpion getting his own trailer at something like Evo. That's what I'm saying. Like, they'll do a crossover with other fighting games or, like, other video games at some point. I think right now they want to keep it to predominantly the animation licenses. Like, like Bugs Bunny, Iron Giants, Tom and uh, Jerry, Taz, Taz yeah. Shaggy, Velma. Oh, by the way, how do you feel about, like, a lot of people are upset that the Iron Giant is in this game? So this is the same thing I said about Ready Player One. It's the same thing I said about the LeBron James Space Jam. I think it's great that people are recognizing him and acknowledging him. I think it's shit that the way they recognize him is by putting him into a battle scene, a battle scene, and a fighting game. I have yet well, to see a, a full, like, authentically restored version of that movie, and we are approaching... The 22-year mark. Well, I I have a different opinion a little bit, but it's mainly on the fighting game aspect. I completely agree with you with Ready Player One and Space Jam. Yeah. Because that though, both of those felt way more cynical. Yeah. But when I look at him in multiverses, I legitimately look at it the same way I would look at, like, a random nice character getting added in the Smash Brothers. Where it's like, this isn't, that's not, like, this isn't really hurting, like, the point of the character. The, the Isabelle's, like, the Isabelle's situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, like, what the, like, Isabelle's not gonna be beating the shit out of people. No, I think, and, like, uh, neither, and neither is Iron Giant. Like, this is, I view this as, like, oh, this is just for funsies. I do, and I really like the nice moment they had in the trailer together. I thought that was adorable, and I think it was. I think it was just adorable. I think it was a good thing to do that to show that character was in by pairing him with his hero like that. Yeah, I'm yeah, a little like, nervous about the move set, but we the, also the only gameplay we've seen hasn't had him in it yet. Yeah, so I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's anything bad. This it. This just screams to me like, oh, this is just a fun thing. Yeah, like why? Like why not? Like I don't think this is. Like, him being in the fighting game with Tom and Jerry and Bugs Bunny... Oh, yeah. ...isn't isn't as stupid-looking 
as as him like wrecking havoc in Ready Player One. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, I could probably do three podcasts worth of me talking about why I fucking hate that movie. Oh, I could too. Oh, I man. think that that movie's a fucking embarrassment. Tune on in for when we eventually do that retrospective when we want to really the, hate ourselves. The the Funko Pop movie, that's what I call it. Oh, um, God. That or the Emoji movie, which one would you have to be stuck like Clockwork or Orange style watching for three days straight? Jesus fucking Christ, Jack. I ask the hard <laughs> questions here. Oi, vet. You know what? <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the Emoji movie. And I would still probably pick that. Can I tell you one of my favorite stories about the Emoji movie? Sure. Jordan Peele got offered the role of the shit emoji initially. Oh. And Jordan Peele's agent calls him. He's like, hey, I got the role. I got a role for you. Do you want to read for it? He's like, what is it? He's like, oh, it's uh, you're playing the poop emoji. And he goes, what the fuck? And he's like, you're playing the poop emoji, you know, in a movie about emojis. And he's like for real he's like yeah do you want he's like can i have a second to think about he's like yeah next day he calls his agent he's like yeah do you have that script and he's like oh they already gave it the role to somebody else and he's like who the fuck did they give the role to and his agent with the most deadpan tone goes patrick stewart and jordan peele jordan peele was like i can't believe i told them no and instead they got patrick stewart to play a piece of shit There is something magical about how much of that movie failed. It is a magic trick I will never, ever see recreated in cinema. At least in another three years. That has to have been, what was his name, Tim Miller? Was that his last movie? If it wasn't, I sure as hell don't know what he's done since. He might that Deadpool two might have been after that, but I don't know. Let's see. Let's. Oh, the first thing that comes up when you Google emoji movie is: Will there be an emoji movie two? Oh fuck off! Uh, directed by Tony Leonidas. Screenplay, produced and starring T.J. Miller. James Corden, Anna Ferris, Maya Rudolph, Stephen Wright, Jennifer Coolidge, Jake T. Austin, Christina Aguilera, Sofia Vergara, and Sir Patrick Stewart. <sighs> the fact that the first two names on this starring list is T.J. Miller and James Corden tells me everything you'll ever need to know. Oh, it sent a shiver down my spine. I'm more Heaven. surprised God that Almighty. Maya Rudolph saw, signed on to this. Ugh. What bill did she have to pay off? She probably just wanted to buy a boat. Oh, jeez. Alright. Well, Jack, uh, we're about to be an hour and a half into this. I think that's a... <laughs> the emoji movie is a good stopping point for now. I've had the uh, I've had a really good time talking about the worst things imaginable with you. I I have too. We we should we should absolutely do this again. I would be down to as long as you'll have me as a guest. I'd be welcome to come on. 
Hell yeah. Well, before we go, go ahead and plug your stuff. Uh, uh, what are you doing? What what the fuck are you doing, Jack? Currently, I'm shitposting on Twitter. You can find me at some dude Jack. Uh, you can find me occasionally on Twitch when I decide to actually stream something. And you can catch me this weekend, however, not this weekend, if you're listening to this three weeks from now. Memorial Day weekend at Chicago, Illinois, at Combo Breaker. Come see me. Say hi to me. I will be drunk and high, probably. High first, then drunk. I will have my lord. <laughs> we'll be sad. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Jack's been trying to turn me on to my lord, and I will not let it happen. I'll, I'll make you join. Ever. I'll make you join the cult. Ever. The last time I, the first and last time I had Malor, I screamed for 30 uninterrupted seconds. I drink um, it as a fresh springtime activity. Oh, uh, but yeah, Jesus. nothing else really in the pipe right now, but if that changes, next time I'll have something more interesting to plug. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Well, for me, as usual, Spider Slash on Twitter, SpiderSlash.com. You can also check out the movie podcast I do with Sam Bear Yu-Gi-Oh Kuma uh, Kuma and Kumo Presents We watched Morbius Morbius Sweet Baby oh, Three God, three trillion dollars Worldwide Mor- Morbius sure did sweep me away um, But uh, Other than that uh, I don't know <laughs> Penis. Balls.